Hello, brothers and sisters, and everything in between. This is Bros, Bibles, and Beer, episode 28, Death and Rebirth and Marriage, part one. This episode, we're joined by the wives, Tanya and Lisa, and Jeff and Tanya share the journey that they have been on, the incredible drama that they've been through in their marriage, and in some ways, they continue to go through. I am confident that no matter your relationship status, there's something for you to grab onto and to learn from. It is an amazing conversation, and I had to break it up into two parts because of the length. So this is part one. We'll have part two next week. Real quick before we get started, we got some great feedback on the website in regards to a couple episodes ago, Missions Missing the Mark, episode 26. This is from First Time Call, longtime listener. Uh, Love John's perspective and wisdom on the topic of missions trips. Very thought-provoking. The Tom Shoe example really hit home and will change the way we participate in mission support. Um, Really appreciate the feedback, uh, Mr. Longtime. We love feedback of any shape, size, or sort. Please remember to rate us and review us on iTunes. That is how this podcast is growing and will continue to grow. Thank you so much. And now, let's get to it. With us or and just if you sidestep some of the dirt, I'm gonna punch you in the throat. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit your wife too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Watch out because I okay, hit I back. Just... I'm sorry. What? You would know that. Or no? You, is it clinched? <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm forced to answer or somehow keep up the conversation, but it's totally inappropriate. So well, you, and I, you keep touching yourself. Well, well, not not trying to figure out if last yeah. night, yeah, yeah the guy, the warm up guy, the guy, guy for Gaffigan, Gaffigan was amazing. <laughs> oh, you get you guys went to Gaffigan. We did. How was that? It was. Hilarious. It was really good. Everything that, I mean, all the expectations were met and then some because the warm up guy was just, do you agree? Yeah, was, was just really funny. as funny as Gaffigan. It was Classical pretty. music. Oh my gosh. It was so good. Do you remember his name? What's his name? Uh, Alexandro. I th- Alexandro. Uh, no, I think it was Alexandro. Was I would last go with name. that. Oh, yeah. No, that was his first name, wasn't it? I thought it was something Alexandro. I don't know. And he looked like an yeah. Alexander. I think it was Larry. Larry it definitely Alexander. wasn't Larry. Larry. The cable guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Lawrence <laughs> Alexandro. No, he was funny. He was a great. I mean, for the first 15 minutes before Gaffigan, you're like, somebody else is coming out. I want Gaffigan. And then you're three seconds in, you're like, well, this guy is hilarious. This is worth it. Nice. It's, it's going to be an awesome night. And it was. Yeah. Did you guys get drinks? Before we went to the yes. deck. Yes. I went to the deck. Laguna. D E C K. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the deck. In Laguna, not Dick. <laughs> By the way, that <laughs> that joke that Dave said on the last podcast. What do you say? This deck's for you. That was hilarious. Yeah. I was cracking up. And that, that was that was his one regret. I thought that was yeah. a catchy phrase. Yeah. He does decks. Has a, yeah. <laughs> Dave <laughs> does decks. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, we had uh, a nice little uh, hummus and pita bread. Oh. Yeah. With Kelly some, Slater. I had the some sculpins. Look like Kelly Slater. Oh. Tanya was staring at the bartender. No. It's good looking. So but that the gave you permission. Next to us, 
No, I was staring at the bartender and saying, I smell Zach. <laughs> yes. Wait, you smell, you smell say, me. Say that again. She smells the sculpin and no, she says. Oh, this reminds me of oh, Zach. Oh, reminds me of Louis said it. And then just, just, I'm smell, you know, just smelling it. It reminds <laughs> me of, you know, I'm really thinking of it. <laughs> I'm like, not. all right, I think we need to pray right now. <laughs> no, it was just, I said, when you smell things, you know, I'm like, oh, this reminds me of Zach. Have you, have you smelled a bunch of beer before or was this kind of the first beer you've ever really no, smelled? No, I've smelled a bunch of beer before. Okay. It's just, you <laughs> smell beer and you're like, oh, that smells, smells like Zach. Well, I'm honored I could be with you guys just in <laughs> some <laughs> shape or fashion. By the way, was it, was it our son? Oh no. Was it Christian? Oh, it was Christian tonight. At at dinner. dinner tonight. <laughs> you, for some reason, remind him of Will Ferrell. He said you do. Oh, really? like, you know really? who Zach looks like? And then I forgot what he was. I don't know. It was funny. We're like, really? Yeah, from okay. Elf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm then. Yeah, I'm, I'm tall, I guess. Yep. Tall with curly hair. I think that was it. Am I jovial? <laughs> Santa. It doesn't sound like him, but he does have a higher voice sometimes. Well, he's used to seeing horse jockeys in the house. We're all so small. <laughs> horse jockeys. Hey, guys. <laughs> I'll never forget. Team Pearson, let's go to Costco and get some samples. <laughs> you guys remember to remember to jump up and grab them. Team Pearson. <laughs> Tanya, grab the step stool. We'll need it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Awesome. Uh, I had a, an old teacher friend of mine from years back when I when we started having children. We are, I don't know. We were just sitting around talking about the kids. He's like six foot six. His wife's like six feet and all of his kids are going to be giants. And he's like, well, Jeff, you should just get a whip for all your kids because they're all going to be horse jockeys. <laughs> we should go. I'm like, that's so mean. We had Christian and Kendall at the time, but they always say Christian. The writing was on the wall. I mean, Christian was like two feet tall at eight. <laughs> no, it's Aww. good. That's how I was. Well, we just had a sixth grade orientation a couple days ago and half of the kids were his size so i was so happy i'm like oh he's not the only one and they're like oh our third grade camp is just stop by stop. no they were they were most of the kids he knew from school and he was the same height as at least eight of them the rest of her taller we've got a class of 400 you you ate you at least he's over. not the only one that's what i was but you're gonna you're gonna teach him though that it's okay it is okay no matter what he jeff looks was short like. all he said all no those days. those words are never coming out of my mouth <laughs> it's okay, tracy redarmo said it well she goes at Wait, least he's cute you just so. said jeff was short well he said he, okay he was the shortest through high school now he's average right i don't think i'm i jeff, think i'm a little below average you're taller than tom cruise though how tall is Tom Cruise? And how do you know? Uh, well, we were just talking. Uh, I like to call him Thomas after the train. I say, <laughs> I say choo-choo. And he says, stop it, Zach. I don't know why I gave him a lisp. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> I think uh, Tom yeah. Cruise is like 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, five, You're 5'8"? Five, 5'9". Nine. Nine. I, grew, I grew about five years ago. It's weird. It must have been my magical powers. Whoa. Ooh. That's Whoa. right. Jesus gave me an extra vertebrae when I accepted Christ. You, an extra vertebrae. Wait, that sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> we don't have to go there. Magical powers. Is this like twice a week? Wait, what are, are we are we still talking about Thomas the Train? She brought it up. How tall yeah. are you? I'm blank. Scott. 
Yeah, see, all this talk about being short at 5'9 is kind of making me a little nervous because... Uh, You're taller than I am. Barely. I think five, nine and I half. might be 5'10". Okay, I think that is the average. The, I think that is the average of an American male is 5'10". Oh, okay. So am I a midget? What's the average of a woman? I feel I like I'm a midget. It's like 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. Well, first of all, we don't use midget right. anymore, Sorry, Tanya. Good person. Grief. Little person. Little person. Yeah. I so, like midget. I like that. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to leave that in. That's Jeff Pearson at blah, 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 dot AOL backslash dot Netscape dot poop. Netscape. Netscape. Whoa, 1997. So you're short, Jeff. Okay, shorter. Okay, you. Continue. Your voice is 6'4". <laughs> That's you're what five attracted nine. me to him. That's how I got my wife. I'm 6'4". Yep. But my voice is five nine. Let's hear How about vo- that? Let's hear your voice again. That's Hi guys. <laughs> no, that was that was Team Pearson going on their Costco trip. Staples. <laughs> we want staples. We want staples. We want staples. Where is Facebook that's Live horrible. when you need it? That's, that's how the song goes, right? Frightening. Hey, uh, Frightening yeah, would be uh, the word for that. Um, <laughs> wow. <clears throat> We like Team Pearson. Right. Our this is... entourage of smallness. I didn't I didn't hear this voice until several months into our relationship because it probably wouldn't have gone well if it came out first. That's okay, we but got, it was still before you got married, right? We got extra voices here. That was Lisa. She's my wife. She is also part of the podcast Grace Space. So check that out. And we have Tanya, Jeff's wife, and we're gonna be talking to them in a minute or four. But we have some feedback. I was going to have you read it, but I just realized I'm in front of the computer. And your and wife should read it because yeah, that's she what can she read just it. said, I guess, if I that's what horn. we are. Whoa. <laughs> we should leave. I can toot your horn. Which, which horn, though? We sh- Wait, Scott's horn my horn? <laughs> we, sh- we should leave. The podcast horn. Okay. Where's that located? Never mind. <laughs> just keep searching. Let's move on. All right. Moving along. So a couple five-star reviews. Uh, you could start with that one. Oh, and I was going to let you know that last time you've read one review twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it was an important review. <laughs> okay. There you that's go. how much we love our fans. Oh, yes. that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. You got the goods. <laughs> what? Five stars <laughs> by Mr. Dot Mon- Monopoly 68. Sorry. There's. Some, Monoply. There are some symbols in there. I wasn't getting it. Okay. He he's he likes the he's Mon- wants to take care of money the earth. Sign. Okay. I was gonna anyway. say yeah, monoply. Anyway, it's a toilet. I should I read it word as it's written? Read it, read it verbatim. <laughs> I I Bing <laughs> to all your episodes in the last two weeks. I love how you guys wrestle with tough topics, argue with each other. And hash out your different perspectives. It's refreshing. I can't have my face right in front of this and read the computer. It's impossible. Okay, there we go. Can you stop standing behind me? It's making me uncomfortable. He's the boss. Okay. The boss. It's refreshing to hear good, solid guys talking about real-life struggles while sprinkling in some humor. P.S. What's a bro got to do to get some of Zach's homebrew? Oh, good question. Send us your address. Yeah, tweet at us at. Uh, and you can make a donation. Bros Bibles beer. 
Rose Battles Beer, <laughs> Facebook. Another one? Sure, go for it. Curiously Enjoyable by Riri Ricky. Riri. <laughs> That's what it says. It's, I think it's Riki. Oh, Riri Riki? Whoever put this is a racist. Likey, likey? Okay. <laughs> oh, they this meant is not really, Riki. really likey. Likey, so. likey. Riri Riki. Okay, Lisa, <laughs> that's that's a little harsh. I'm reading it just as Asian. it's... <laughs> Oh. it's written oh that's what it that's it's how it's written like r i'm not being sassy that's how it's written r e r e a r y r i k e y all right all right Riri don't drip <laughs> this is not your normal normal show there's a mix what? of seriousness real discussion disagreements and incredible ab working laughter you don't have to like them but you should oh well thank you that that's nice. That is... Thanks, Mr. Reiki. That, that was rear honest feedback. Thanks for the feedback, guys. Uh, give us a review and a rate on iTunes, and we will read it. But I'll say up front, follow us on Twitter, Bros Bibles Beer. Facebook, Bros Bibles Beer. The website is bbbpod.com. And what else? Yeah, do, if you're listening, just rate us, review us. Rikus. We've actually had a surge. Like I'm not going to say any numbers, but we've had a recent surge in listenership. And part of that is because of the recent reviews. So any reviews uh, we get is going to be awesome from you guys and girls, bros and, and babes. We love you. We do. That's, that's a serious statement. Well, so not much going on in the news, I guess. Um, it's been kind of quiet. Uh, well, ex- except for like the election... And, you know, the U.S. bombing Syria and helicopters getting shot down. Spreading freedom. Um, that just happened recently? And fires in California. Uh, you know, just normal. I mean, it's normal. Yeah. I'm just saying it's not. Trump wondering if we, why no. can't we use the nukes? Allegedly. Yeah. Um, that, that could be because we already made them. So using them really wouldn't cost all that much money. And it would just kind of solve the problem pretty quick yeah so I, I, I see his logic definitely that's scott at brosbiblesbeer.com who are you voting for well that's a good question um that i have posed myself many times and right now i don't think i'm voting i i think they're they are both just completely terrible the comedian last night said it great he said hillary's like your mean grandma and God, Trump is a, your crazy uncle that crazy just says drunk uncle. crazy drunk uncle that just says whatever they want to say. Yeah. And, that joke and this is going to be our last drunk president goes, election hey, ever. You know, everybody get out and vote for your last president of the yeah, United States of, United America. States of America. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. What about the liber- libertarian Johnson? Do you know much about him? Scott no. likes Johnson. Mm-hmm. I would say Scott probably likes Johnson a lot. Um, I'm not sure what he's going to do with that, but I mean, I'm just guessing, Jeff. Uh, are you, Scott? Scott he, said he wasn't going to vote. I thought. Does Scott love Johnson or does he like Johnson? Answer wisely, Jeff. I think that's a question for Scott. I Scott, do you or do you not love Johnson? I'm not familiar enough with Johnson to handle him correctly. I think Zach's making an innuendo. By the way, mm, I don't see it. No. I'm talking about Gary Johnson, the political candidate. So Gary Richard Johnson. <laughs> is that his middle name? I never, I haven't sure heard that before. Yeah, I'm sure, you're sure. Yeah. 
I'm just gonna, for the record, let's just go for it. Yeah. Gary. They call him Pee Wee for short because he's junior. Um, yeah. Okay. His dad's Big Johnson. So, <laughs> so you know, guys, I thought we got rid of the first 17 podcast talks. <laughs> people people are liking it. You guys face. are men. Those jokes are always going to be here. Oh. That's it's no. We've always. had we've had meeting after meeting about this kind of talk. We've had focus groups. <laughs> enough is enough. Yeah, that's what they all say. No more. <laughs> Can I ask you seriously? Do you know anything about Johnson? Johnson? <laughs> Can you give us details, please? Right. G. Johnson. All right, you guys. How tall is he? We'll have another meeting tomorrow, but continue. <laughs> I, I don't know anything. Can I ever ask that question seriously? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, all right. I, no, I haven't. I haven't. Um, <laughs> I haven't looked at Johnson in, at all. In a long Did time. I say that already? <laughs> um, I, I don't know anything about him. I I haven't done any research. Uh, I've I've kind of just given up for now on this whole thing. I got important. I got other important stuff to think about. Um, As in, uh, like you know, just trying to you know get. Get the old career going. Uh, I. Why do I have to call it an old career? You know, normal. Yeah. Do you get a um? What do you call it? Raise, promotion. No. Promotion. Thank you. I did. I did. I got a got a slight promotion. Yes. Yes. So that's pretty good. Be switching switching roles a little bit. Um, but I also have the uh, you know the youth, uh, young adult Bible study. Uh, that I need to study for every once in a while. Well, we do it every week. Molding minds. Yes. Uh, so I have that, and then I've been starting starting. Why to is act- Jeff hiding his face, laughing away from know. the microphone? He Jeff. He doesn't think I'm why, capable why? of teaching a young adult Bible study. I guess I'm, I don't know. Sorry. How did you infer from her comments that I? Because you were looking away from the microphone laughing. Okay, I was thinking of a Did comment. Is Big Johnson still? Oh. Or? Uh, it was, actually. See, it my wife well. knows me so well. No, it was a kid's Bible study, mostly. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Which is why I didn't say anything. So, I, yeah, I got those you know, things to think about. I started exercising, uh, so that takes up some time now, too. But not that important. If, if no one was taking up the cause, no one speaking out, I maybe I would feel the need to. But I think people are... Speaking out about it, uh, pointing out the candidates and their past. So I, I think I think that history is getting out there. So I don't feel the need that I would. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the only problem is I have been thinking about I'm not voting either, but I think there's a lot of people saying that. And if all those people voted for the third candidate, I'm not going to say his name again, that we actually might be able to give him some momentum. Lisa, if you don't say his name, people won't know who to vote for. I think I've said it many times. There's a fourth already. one, Jill Stein, Green Party. She's coming up hot and heavy to uh, compete with Johnson. So let's leave the politics aside because we have uh, some guests coming up that are more in that vein, as it were. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll leave that aside. Stupid. Moving on. <laughs> Jeff. Zach. Tanya. Zach. Do you take this man <laughs> again? Of course. 
I would. I was going to say, Over maybe. and over. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Over and over. Oh, it makes me feel so and good. And over again. Jeff and Tony have an awesome story that is a terrible beginning. Well, awesome well, Don't beginning. give it away. Don't give the end away. Okay. They're still married, although barely. How about that? <laughs> That's not even close. <laughs> so right, Jeff barely. and Tony, why don't you tell us your story? Um, it's very fascinating. I think it provides a lot of insight to people that every marriage, you know, has some struggle here and there and some a lot more than others. And what you guys have been through and what you've over, how you started and what you've overcome is something that makes me proud to be honest for once. I'll be honest and say, I'm proud of you, Jeff. (laughs) Tanya, so why don't you guys go through and I tell? Thought, I thought it was going to be just a great thing for my pride. You're going to be like, I'm just proud to call you my friend. Oh no, God no! Well, Wait, do you have to say though? You're offending we me. We wouldn't be work. where we are today if it wasn't for all of you guys, though. So, for all of our friendships that we've made, yeah, have come brought us a long no, way. No, I totally agree. There's a silver lining to our travels on this path. Definitely. So how, how does what you guys have now get started? You mean from the beginning? Take or? us back. You go first. Okay. Um, with us or and just... If you sidestep yes. some of the dirt, I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit your wife too. <laughs> okay. Watch out because I okay, hit I've back. Never, I've actually never she felt... Does hit back. <laughs> I've never felt an anger inside of me when notes? talking with you, Zach, but I do right now. Why don't you get your notes, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Jeff? So uh, maybe just a little bit of my background. Um, for the first 11 years of my life, I had a little house on the Prairie family. And for those of you that are under 35, it's okay. Look it up or something. Um, it was just the perfect ideal family and it was me, my sister, my dad who worked and my mom, who's a stay at home mom and just a vibrant, um, personality. She just had so, she has so much life. And so for 11 years, perfect life. And then my parents divorced and my parents went through a bunch of, uh, marriages and divorce I think my mom was married at least two or three more times and divorced. And my dad got married at least one more time and divorced. Um, for a year, I lived with my dad. He moved to Idaho and really just traveling from mom to dad. And I mean, anybody out there who's been through divorce, you know, you're just split. And um, just a really crazy time. Not good for a kid and uh, not good for just looking forward. So, so that was kind that, of a, do you, that set the foundation for you looking for women or how you would treat women or looked at women? Um, my mom had so much, um, she was so positive. She was always affirming us. I cannot recall a time where my mom said anything negative to me. And Even about your dad? No. Yeah. Um, she always said, you know, you have such a good father. And she, I mean, she's amazing. I mean, she's, she's, she's really uh, tired and, and not sick, but she had some surgery. And she's at our house right now um, watching over our kids. And she, you know, took us to dinner. I'm 
as far as I'm concerned, she's, I mean, there's God and my mom's like right there. And she came from a uh, family where her mom was a devout Catholic and, and served and worked at a hospital and took care of people. And I just remember her giving me cookies with dollar bills for however old I was. And she sent it across the country to Nebraska from California. And it was always, it's always been. So she has that kind, caring heart. Oh yeah. Amazing. She takes care of people. And when she walks into a room, she just lights, lights it up with her energy and her life. She's very positive. And she's, she goes by Kiki for her grandkids (laughs) and everybody, she's everybody's Kiki. Like Mm -hmm. if you're there, she's grandma to you. Like that's how she operates. She's (laughs) phenomenal. So that's really where I got my foundation was, um, my, my mom pretty much is just, you can take on anything. And I think at some point, you know, my dad said, you just find something you love to do. Um, you'll never regret another day of your life um, if you find that. And so even though my parents were divorced, um, I had a foundation. However, you know, there's consequences to uh, divorce, especially at 11 years old, um, that impact the rest of your life or can impact the rest of your life. Well, they do in some way or another. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of what, what you make of that. So Tanya, what about you? Yeah, my background, I came, I have a family who I have one sister and two brothers and my parents are still married. They were married my whole life. Um, We grew up in the church, going to church, Bible studies, youth group, all that great stuff. I don't think my parents were 100% following the Lord, but they wanted us kids too. So we were involved in all that stuff. I had great friends. My childhood was great. I remember always camping and doing outdoor activities and always traveling and my parents did the best they could for with what they had and what they knew of how to be parents don't think it was perfect my I felt it was I mean when I look back I think my childhood was perfect I don't have any negative thoughts or feelings of my childhood your parents are they're just kind of in the moment what's next? Hey, this is fun. Let's go camping type of people. And they accept you for who you are. Mm -hmm. And they're actually, when you get very genuine with them, which our story was very real and genuine. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever, I never realized the output of love and acceptance that I felt when they first saw our story uh, video right. and I listened to a message. It was a phone message from my dad. <laughs> just tell, tell Tanya, yeah. you know, we love you guys. And I was like, wow. Yeah. My dad called you, not me. Yeah. I think it, yeah. that was mm-hmm. amazing and affirming. And it was just the capacity. I think we, I think a lot of times I underestimate people and in my insecurity, but um, yeah, your parents are, they're, they do the best they can, but they're mm-hmm. amazing people in what they do. They're my goofy parents <laughs> and I am the way I'm because of them. So. I love that. So you see a lot or maybe not a lot, but some of, some of your mannerisms or the way you act around people, you, you can, can you see that in your parents? Yes. 
my dad's a big goofball and my mom's always <laughs> oh say it say it <laughs> <laughs> she's my ocd mom but my dad's ocd too no just wanting everything to be perfect and wants everyone to be happy so i feel i'm the same way like i want everyone to be happy i'm the middle child number three so i always want everything equal and perfect for everybody where jeff's number one and he's like what who cares about everybody else? I get it all to myself. Oh, well, okay. I'm definitely a firstborn. And, I'm a middle and, right, child. And <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget listening to uh, it was some Focus on the Family episode, and they were talking about um, if you're firstborn or middle mm-hmm. or last. And um, I can't believe you mentioned focus on the family. Sorry. <laughs> They're the reason why we're still married, by the way. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they're just firstborns. We just lead. And uh, you, you know, you're the middle child. And reinforce for your mother, it sounds like we're, you know, just everything's got to be perfect. That, yeah, and I'm not perfect. So I have a question about middle child. Um, I'm not a middle child. I'm the baby. But Zach is the middle child. And it seems that in his family, he has a way of communicating with his family differently than the other siblings can. Do you experience that as the middle child as well? Yes, I do. I feel like I'm the I'm the middle child, but I feel like all my siblings come to me for the advice, and I am definitely the... And you know sign language too? I do. I do. <laughs> oh, so... Funny. How many languages do you speak? Four, 17. Four? 17. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. No, um, I just... They always... I feel like I'm the oldest when it comes to... Like, my sister's older than me. My brother's older than me. Than me but I feel... I'm the oldest one because they always come to me, which I love. I'm, I, it makes me feel great that they trust me and come to me. And even like a few years ago, my siblings gotten a little fight. I wasn't there, but one of them had mentioned this would have never happened if you would have been here because you would have, nobody talks like that around you or nobody does this around you, but I don't know why that is. I just don't. So are you kind of the peacemaker? Yes, definitely the peacemaker. Yeah. Zach's the same exact person in his family. Um, go on. <laughs> I just want everything well, I th- happy. I, I just I think there's a respect though for who you are and what you represent with as a, a woman and a mom and a wife. So I think there's a there's definitely a healthy respect when if you had right. been there, right. there would have been like that wouldn't have happened. It's all, I mean not like you're their you know their parents, mm-hmm. but. You know, there's a, right. a leadership, a good leadership quality. Right. And even like my brothers and my dad, they all cuss and have potty language. But when I'm there and my kids, they won't do that. Unlike this podcast. <laughs> no, I think it's because I've also mentioned it to you like, hey, don't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. But back to potty language. So when Jeff first met me, I cussed all the time. I was like a trucker and he hated it, but I would do it on purpose because I knew that would piss him off which made it even oh when we were better. first married she's when your sexy dating. mother trucker oh really but then now you're the trucker it flipped and now you cuss all the time come on like, honey get, prayer. get in and the cab let's go <laughs> anyways i don't know where that flips especially in prayer fuck you satan get behind me you exactly. how did you know my prayer that was amazing cast you out you <laughs> Good okay, okay so let's, let's go back. Let's go back to <laughs> I mean, where when, I don't know what you, said. when you met. <laughs> I, I did not say that. I think we need to. Okay, are you done with your like blabbering you guys, on? Just say it. Yes. <laughs> How did this train wreck start? 
<laughs> Not this current train wreck. The former one. Yes, the, the train wreck that was your wedding day. How did you guys meet? Build into that. <laughs> How Briefly. Did <laughs> Thank you. So before, let me rewind, before I met Jeff, um, I was married before Jeff and it was not a marriage based off of faith or God or anything. I think we pretended it was, it wasn't, but it was mainly just from, I've been in lots of unhealthy relationships, one unhealthy relationship to another. And I have had not so great experiences with men. And I think when I met the person that I first married was an out of where I was before as well. He was very wealthy and he had a house and a car and all that stuff. And I'm 21. So it was my perfect way to get out of living in apartments with girlfriends. And in a way I felt I was just playing a game of life. So I got married and then I met Jeff. (laughs) About a year into (laughs) such a natural thing. So you you were married for a year before you met Jeff? Oh, yes. About a little over a year. And was that just just drinking, partying, traveling, traveling the world? Do you want to say what your husband did? Um, yeah, he was he was a con- he built houses, he was a construction worker, he rode motocross and he was a fisherman at, in Cabo like a I don't know if it's called professional. Like, like yeah, he did bass fishing and also saltwater fishing so he traveled a lot and was and we went to Cabo all the time once a month probably we were there or there's times I didn't go because I was in school so I stayed but when I stayed he didn't want me to stay home alone so he'd have me stay with all his friends and yeah his male friend all his male friends and bada bing bada yeah boom and he I'm sure knew I obviously didn't tell him but there was one person in particular he always wanted me to stay with and I was always with him and that was just all the time, all the time. So, so you cheated, you cheated yes. on your husband? Mm-hmm. Lots of times, all the time. And it was, was that unspoken? So you're, you're saying your husband probably knew? Pretty sure when I told him, cause finally Jeff convinced me to tell him everything. Not that I was with Jeff while we were married, but with, I told Jeff all my stories and when I told him, he said he knew, but during the situation, I think he may have, but he pretended he didn't know and he would, I don't know if he didn't care or he just wanted me to be happy. So he was ever, whatever makes her happy, then Good. go for it. Not my greatest days of who I was. I don't think, I think I felt that was my identity of just, that's all guys wanted me for. And I think it's because of previous unhealthy relationships that made me feel that's all I was good for. So might as well. You, you ran with it. Were you a willing participant or what were you, did you feel dragged along with that? Um, I was willing uh, before I was married, my pre like back when I was in high school, there was an incident with a person that was not willing and I didn't know it wasn't at the time because I didn't really say anything. I just kind of went with it because I was scared. And at the same time thought, well, this person likes me. He's attracted to me. So this is must, this must be love or this must be what a relationship is supposed to be. And so I think from that situation, my view of how relationships were, were all wrong. 
and I had no self-worth, no value. I just was, I was just that person. And even like when I was married, excuse me, married, um, people were always like, Oh, she's a trophy wife. She's the one that's always on you. She's beautiful. And she's so cute. And so I hate like that. Jeff says that to me all the time. Like you're beautiful. And I, I don't like that. And it's weird because well, most people want to be hook. told that, Good job, Jeff. <laughs> but it, it, I don't like to know that. Cause I feel that's what I was and I don't want to be that. Yeah. Yeah. That triggers an identity with woundedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's gotta be rough for you, Jeff. <laughs> It's very rough because when you hear my story in terms of like my mom being so affirming, when I look at my wife, I want to only say, you know, you're beautiful. Don't, don't say it. <laughs> you're beautiful. and I don't think it's when he's like, oh, you're so hot. That's when I'm like, mm. uh, I don't yeah. want to be that. I'm not that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. It, it's, uh, it's a tough walk um, for me, even today. But yeah, she did. I mean, she's still right. She still got that. Mm-hmm. So that was leading into when you met Jeff. You guys were in class together, right? Take we us through that. We both went. We were in the teaching program and at uh, Cal State, and um, I guess I had I had I had uh, gone for um, elementary school teaching, which I'm. Uh, sixth grade teacher presently and um, I remember being in the class and it was like 30 women and like <laughs> all maybe, women oh, teachers all women and <laughs> then me and I I will never forget seeing her uh, legs I'm like I'm it's just I've like I three I mean like three seats in front of me one row over I'm like oh my gosh wow what the lady has so incredible in your head, legs. You say, "Gosh, <laughs> oh, holy cow, Batman! Look at those legs!" Golly, <laughs> golly! Yeah, gee. and I didn't see. He came in late to the class, mm. but then the teacher. Wait, I was no. late. Yes, of course. Never. And all the perfect, you know, they say Never. your take name call, and then <clears throat> I just hear a voice in the back here. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> There's a man in here. What the hell? But his voice is so distinct and it's deep, and I'm like, mm. so of course I was like, oh, where's that coming He's from? Got- yeah, I'm here, it's right over here. <laughs> he's got a face for so radio, his- <laughs> but he's definitely got a voice for radio. <laughs> it's the classic rip and compliment, Jeff. I fell off a tree. <laughs> That's not true. So then you're both superficially attracted to each other, and then what happens? Right. Okay, so <laughs> I... Great segue. No, okay, so in this situation, I'm already like, I already have affairs all the time, so this... This is one more person I can get. But he <laughs> would like run away from me. So I'm like, what the heck? I had to chase him. And he would not give me the time of day. Did so it, to me, it was. Did you think he was playing for the other team? No. She even tried She even tried to hook me up with her friend. Yes. And my sister. I'm like, my sister's single with a daughter. <laughs> oh, delete. And I'm like, I don't want to inherit kids. Um <laughs> But I remember us going out and... Well, it took a while. I had to like chase you Right. Every we day. would meet. We would meet. And then like, why is this guy not... We'd meet at this me? Mexican restaurant. You would tell me your All stories. Your, my and stories. I was intrigued by your stories because I'd never heard... Like, I'd never been around <laughs> anybody like you. 
And to this, you said you told me the other night what you're like, it was crazy. He's like, you scared like me. Just here. listening. I'm like, wow, it was like being out in the, you know, adventuring out in the lions and tigers and bears. I would just tell you all my stories. This is crazy. This is what I did this weekend. Like, like reading a good book. No, God, no. <laughs> it was like, what? it was just ridiculous stories. I'm like, this is not the way to live life. I know I've lived a, a horribly solemn life and I've, um, I just, I did my thing and coaching and stuff like that for many years and soccer coaching. Right. And so you were already old. <laughs> Would you get my walker for me, Scott? <laughs> I think Thank at this you. time I'm 23 and you yeah. were 30, 30, 31, one. somewhere in there. We'll call it 31. That's so right. I was like, oh, he's older. Who is this guy? Why doesn't he like me? Why do I have to work so hard for this? This is not normal. And really, that why was, is he not chasing me? So this goes back. Why does he shave his legs? <laughs> <laughs> not true. This goes back to the, the brokenness of going through, you know, my parents being divorced and really being insecure and constantly wanting to tell sarcastic jokes, which I still do to this day and can't rid myself of it. And, but the insecurities and the passiveness, and that's what I brought. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that somewhere in there, Tanya sniffed my passiveness and an ability to (laughs) control and anyway, right. Well, my, where I was in my life at that time, I just, that's all I wanted to do was, it was almost like revenge. I just wanted to get back at every man that had ever hurt me. And so I wanted people I could control. So my first husband, super easy to control. He was sweet and kind and he, um, I'm pretty sure he loved me and was, he had his best interest for me, but we had, it was just so I could control him. And I had the whole thing was my control. And then right. when so there's a perfect example where you're like, he had my best interest stay with my male friend at home. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like this, the, the reality is not the reality that I know. Mm-hmm. So I was really at that time looking at you is really completely broken. Even though I didn't use those words, I'm like, this woman is completely lost, weak, and has no structure whatsoever in terms of like moving forward. It's a train wreck. And who am I? Well, and I drank all the time. I mean, I think I drank a lot because I figured that would cover up who I knew who I really was, but I felt if I drank and the stuff I did, I could blame it on that saying, Oh, it's, I was drunk. That really wasn't me. When I, even if you're drunk, you know what you're doing, but you feel like you can blame it on that. So I drank all the time, all the time, but I would get drunk, like drunk, drunk, not just where I was like, Oh, I had a drink is where I would try to for, like not remember where I was, who I was. Yeah, totally. And so when I meet Jeff, we go out and I'm trying, I'm like ordering like six beers and he's like, what? <laughs> he didn't ever had a drink in his life. So that was new to me. I'm like, what, why is this guy doesn't drink? He's not trying to have sex with me. What is, who is this person? So that definitely intrigued me and I felt safe with him. I felt I could tell him all my stories and I could be with him and he would not do anything to me. It also sounds like he was like a bit of a challenge for you too. Totally. So I'm like, this is fun. Jeff, <laughs> this is interesting. Jeff, did you want to have sex with her or you were just weren't even thinking that you were just more like, 
just this is just a friendship type of thing. Well, I mean, actually, okay, I remember saw her legs. And I remember, t- yeah, exactly. I remember telling. T- so the answer is yes. Somewhere down the road, the answer was yes. I. I lost my train of thought. Thinking about her legs, I know. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> Focus. Well, we went out. I tried to introduce you to my friend. I introduced you to... I tried to hook you up. Yeah, and forget the friend. Do, forget the friend. You've been looking at her the yeah. whole time. Didn't even matter. I was looking straight at her. I'm like, my it goodness. It was the three of us. Like, Let's go out. I was so I was friend. so intrigued. It was just like complete... Like you're, you're saying like, I've never known anybody right. like this. And I'm thinking the exact same thing. I've never known anybody like this woman. Anyway, at some point, we ended up going out to another place, and we Well, we would go out after class, because we had tons of classes together, so we would do homework together. That's what I was saying. But I really wanted more, and you would not give me the time of day. She did the quote-unquote symbol for the listener. Homework. (laughs) Homework. And we would go out, and we would go to bars, and I would order all these drinks, and you wouldn't order anything. You'd order water, or sometimes rum and coke. But you were like, what? And I was like, what? You don't drink? I'd never been hung out with a guy who did not drink. I didn't drink heavily. I would have like a drink. Or you you would have the rum and cokes or the the blue drinks, the fruity pebble, those sugary drinks. My, how you've grown and now there you're was part a- of the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, where's the beer? Centered around drinking. Anyway, I think there was there was one there was one night where we finally, uh, as luck would have it, I we was, went out to another bar. I was I was absolutely. You had two or gone. three blue drinks. Yeah, and they they are a mixture of a lot of alcohol. They're called the MFs or yeah. The anyway, sexy mother. Yes, no, they, those was, drinks. No, nah, I'm not even yes, sure. Yes, it was. That. Well, so I am gone, and we're in front of a dartboard, and I don't know if it was this is me making my move, but it was terrible, and I'm like, would you say hey, it worked I, though? If if I hit the bullseye, and I hit I the get bullseye, to kiss you. then I get to kiss you. And I stood behind that line and threw that dart like I've never thrown a dart before. And I nailed that bullseye. Oh, bullseye, like, oh, like the first my throw. My gosh. Wow. Next thing I know, we were French kissing. French. <laughs> not just kissing. You know, French kissing. I don't know the last to time clarify. I've heard that phrase, French kissing. Well, we were sloppily kissing. I can't even get a French kiss hardly <laughs> these days. So. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. I okay, hate so kissing. We'll get there. Yeah. Wow. Um, so everybody can hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly, Jeff, can you clearly hear that? Hear what? Um, doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> um, so you it, had the bullseye. So you felt like a stud, even though you were wasted. I well, yeah. Anytime you hit the bullseye, and that's what, yeah, that's what you are going to uh, get as a reward. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I get to kiss you. You're. Oh my God, she's going to go through with it. And she did. And it was fantastic. And I'm like, that was, that was the moment that pretty much was the catalyst to the next, it wasn't even a year, but it was crazy. <laughs> it was like two months of craziness. Yeah, how long before you were engaged? <laughs> I have no idea. Time? Wait, I, so, wait. Other things happened. I'm yeah. still married, by the way. Yeah, yeah I was going to Actually, ask. at this point, no, you're, I was still married. You were married. So now, at this point, I'm like, okay, this the marriage I'm in is a joke. I went to Vegas one last time with my husband and our million friends that we'd go with. And Jeff, I at the time, was still talking to you. Or we would talk and... Anyways, that trip was crazy. There was a bunch of people who I don't even remember. Lots of couples, lots of people drinking, partying. And I just remember a bunch of 
of the guys, like of the women's husbands, everyone was married trying to get everyone to be swingers at this place where we were. And I was like, what is this? This is weird. And at the time, my friend's brother was with me. Thank God. If it wasn't for him, I don't know what would have happened, but he was like, uh, come with us, stay over here. And at the time, the husbands were all buying drinks for all of us ladies. And after like four drinks, my friend's brother was like, stop drinking. They're putting stuff in your drinks. And I was like, what? No, they're not. But I don't remember ever leaving that club. I don't remember anything except for all of us going. And I remember looking at my husband and he went in the room with everybody else. And I went with my friend's brother and his wife or girlfriend at the time. And I woke up and then I remember the drive home that morning was just quiet. And in my head the whole time I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. This has to, I cannot live my life like this. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to college to be a teacher. I cannot do this. So I didn't say one word to my husband. I remember coming home and going straight to him. I'm pretty sure I told you the whole story. And then you were like, you need to tell him everything. So I went back home and I sat down and I told my husband at the time everything I had done, all the people I'd been with, and that this last weekend drew that I don't know what he did. And this was ridiculous. And his response was, well, it's fine. As long as on the outside, everybody knows we're perfect. It's nobody will know. It's fine. You can keep doing what you're doing and I'll keep doing what I'm doing. And perception is reality. And even sitting down with our parents, his parents said the exact same thing. Like we've been married this many years and we are, nobody knows how things are. And I just remember thinking, wow, that's their response. And that made me even think even more that this was definitely needed to end and and that's the reality that's what their i don't know if i want to say worldview but mm-hmm. that's their perception of mm-hmm. what what like it's life okay is. things will go on on the nobody will know on the outside we look perfect and so i was really good at that definitely really good at playing the i'm perfect nobody knows my true self definitely good at hiding that was perfect i mean i was nobody knew i was doing the stuff i was doing And then Jeff, I think, called me at the time. And when I went home to pack all my stuff to leave, he had blocked my car in the driveway. And Jeff said, you know, things are going to get heated and you need to leave. And I was like, no, he would never do anything because he's so this guy would never do anything. So he didn't. But he got angry and was throwing all my stuff outside. And of course, Jeff calls. And I think he even had a phone conversation with him on the phone. And he just said, do you know what love is or do you even love her like I do it's all I remember hearing but I'm thinking okay person if you really loved me you would have not let the stuff happen that has happened with all these men that you threw into my life that I don't know if he knew but I'm pretty sure he did so that's where I was and so then we I went forward with and we had no kids no nothing I didn't want anything I didn't want the house I didn't want the car I didn't want the animals I didn't want his money, although his dad freaked out and thought I was going to take all their money. And I didn't. I was like, I don't want anything. So his dad helped me get an apartment and a car. And then I signed the papers. And it was easy because we didn't have anything. We didn't have to go to court. It was literally like online papers. And then I think it took six months for it to be finalized. So now the papers are in. We're done. And so now I pursued Jeff. I think I even, I think you moved in with me like really quick or you would spend the night all the time because I didn't want to be home alone. 
Somewhere right. Based you, on the dartboard, <laughs> it just went you from there. You guys were chambered. We hadn't had sex chambered. yet, but s- once the papers were in, I don't know about that. I got the cat. He got the dog. Right. And then I don't all of a sudden, we I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think Everybody that we else hadn't had sex. sex. Yes. Um, we had sex before the papers were in. Uh, yes. It's you know it's all a blur, but within that time frame, from the kissing to right, the kissing to. Um, getting pregnant. Whoa. Yeah, uh, I think we got pregnant got the first pregnant time we had having, sex. From kissing? <laughs> uh, pretty much. We look Watch at each out, other kids. and we get pregnant. Right. Never play darts, kids. <laughs> no, yeah, I, the first time we ever had sex, I think we got pregnant. Yes. Jeff, you do realize that's what happens. But the crazy thing was <laughs> to me was, how is this possible? I've had sex with tons of people never gotten pregnant before. I mean, even with my husband, we never had any protection for the whatever time we were married, never got pregnant. So I wasn't even worried and we had protection, but he would always take it off. We're getting very I detailed. Yes. The way that she just looked at you. I'm she sure the listeners are really like, connecting right now. It's very, oh, this is too tight. I'm going to take okay, it off. Let's, we don't no. need to get into this. This is not really <laughs> the part it's of our loose, story. Though, right? Anyways. The Never. listeners <laughs> are trying so to connect. You got pregnant early on. We and did. Thank you, Lisa. After that. <laughs> I want to hear more. Don't worry, guys. I'll edit that out. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, yeah, right. He won't edit any of it out. <laughs> Liar. Right. So, so now we're pregnant. So me, so, okay, so, so we. It's like two months. Right. And so the pregnant. divorce is not even final. Nothing. But. It's in the pro- process. Whatever. I mean, you're married. The pay- Who cares? I mean, it, this is so, it's so messed up. And we get pregnant. And. Do you remember when I, the day that I found out? Do you remember that day? No. I just remember, I don't know why I even, I don't think I was even late. I just took one of the tests. I had one and I'm like, what? it showed up right away. The two little lines. I was like, holy crap. I mean, I've, we've been through so many little lines in our life <laughs> now. <laughs> but that was, I just remember showing you, and we both were like, oh my gosh, this is not good. Your career with coaching all these right. young women, and I'm... Girls. Girls. I ran a club, a soccer club. Of all, it was an all-girls soccer club. and um, You were supposed to be a role model. Right. And that's where I was stuck. Like, things need to look... Mm-hmm. Like what would people say? I mean, my divorce is not final. My parents don't even know you. It would just look horrible. So our only choice was to have an abortion. That was what we both felt was, I think inside deeply, I felt I don't want to, but if he says that's what we need to do, then that's where I know he stands. So I asked him and that's what his response was. So then I said, yeah, that's what I want to do. At the time, how difficult was that? It was very difficult for me. Or was it me. not that difficult? No, it was. It was not what I was hoping he would say. Deep down inside, I was hoping he said, no, let's keep it and get married. Everything will be great. And he didn't. That wasn't his first response. His first response was, what is everyone going to think? Yeah, what were you thinking, Jeff? I was thinking of covering myself. And, you know, I didn't feel like I was financially sound or in the right place. And so I... I, I mean, I was definitely worried about what people would think, especially my family and friends, and it just would not look good. So I was on board with it. Obviously, I didn't want to, but when that's what his first choice was, I knew, okay, that's where his heart is. 
then that's what I need to do. Now, at this time, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, but were you either of you believers at this time? I was not. I was. I've been a believer my whole life. I think at this point in my life, I was not following. I was so far. It was like my, the college years. When everyone goes to college, they yeah. tend to go away for a little bit and have fun. And I just felt I was, I don't think, I felt I was unworthy enough to, because I was doing things I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing and that were not right. So there's no way I could keep doing I, I'm, I'm not a, I can't be this way. I can't go to church cause I'm not welcome there. I'm not, I'm horrible. So I didn't go, I didn't connect with, I didn't stay with those friends. I, I was just that kept a perception, uh, like not going to church Was that something that you actually felt from them f- from specific attitudes or language, or was it more your assumption? I think it was my assumption and a lot of my ex-husbands and I, we had a lot of same friends and a lot of people took his side because they knew we were divorcing because I had an affair because I said that and I told everybody that's what I was, I was not faithful. So I, a lot of my friends stopped being my friend. So I had to, I felt like on Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio, like I kept running and just being someone new. So then when I found Jeff, and he coached soccer. I hung out with all the parents who didn't know who I was. It's just a good place to hide. Yeah, fresh slate, sort of. Yeah, they didn't know my name. They didn't know anything. So I could make it all up. Like, this is who I am. Yeah, and I think going through... Um, deciding to have an abortion, um, that was just, as I look back, it's a complete, um, you know, I've, I've come to realize that I was really responsible for a woman and, and I took the steps to enable her to have an abortion and, she was probably looking, in fact, I know she was looking to me for leadership and a choice that would lead to something good. And, and she probably completely trusted me and was very hopeful and felt like she was going to, you know, something that was a lot better and something she had never known before. And in that moment, when I say, no, let's go in this direction and you know, we're not ready for this and I, this is not going to look good. Um, that just tore, it tore her apart. I know tore her heart apart and it just left, um, just a bridge burning. Right. Is that the time at the time, were you aware of that or was that not even on your radar? Like that's something for you now you can look back and, and see that definitely ripped her apart. But did you see it at the time? I'm not sure. Um, my parents raised me a certain way that that would not be the choice that I would make. And I took a very easy road. And was, I'm not... It was definitely a selfish road for both of us. Yeah. And I'm not sure I thought... I'm not sure I thought twice about it. I just mm-hmm. thought, will she go... Will she go along with this? And once again, I was into my passive role of, yeah, this is, it was just like making some trivial choice, which is absolutely, 
it makes me sick to think about it now. Like, well, I think what I trusted, I totally felt so safe with you. And when that was his response, I was like, he's just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. He again is just, so my walls came up and then that's when I, I think started resenting him, but I didn't know I was, I was just going along with what it his sh- choice shattered your perception of, yep. of who he was. Mm-hmm. That was gone. How, how long do you think that that continued into your relationship? Even after you became believers? Well, there's so much, <laughs> there's so much more bef- before that. Cause a couple months later, uh, well, the abortion was like the scariest thing in my entire yeah. life because I think I almost died. And so there was this pill at the time where you could just, it wasn't even, you had to go anywhere. You just get this pill. Are you four, eight, six? I don't know what it was. Yeah. They took it off the market because people were dying from it, but I, uh, you just insert it in you and you're supposed to just go to sleep and it should, you have cramps like you're having contraction labor and then you, you pass, pass it. it. Yeah. I'll just, and so I'll never forget yeah. laying in bed with you all night long. Mm-hmm. You just shaking and me just holding. It was you. like the worst pain I've ever been in my life. And I couldn't, I was shaking uncontrollably. Like he was holding me down to stop from shaking and nothing happened. Nothing came out. Nothing. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't think that worked. I'm thinking the whole time thinking, what have I done mm-hmm. to this woman? So then we had to go in to like, I went to Planned Parenthood by myself. You didn't go with me. I think you dropped me off. Mm. And everyone's outside with their signs picketing Ugh. with babies' heads chopped off saying, if you're a Christian, you won't do this. Oh, you won't God. go in here. And this is horrible. Ugh, it was so hard to walk in those rooms. But there was, the sad thing was you're in this room with like 15 women and we're all in gowns sitting there waiting to go like a conveyor belt, waiting to go in and we're all talking. And I remember one lady in front of me, she's like, this is no big deal. I do this every month. This is my, what I use as my, um, birth control. And this other lady, most of us in there were, this is our first time. So we're all scared to death. And the lady next to, so that lady was like, I do this all the time. It's no big deal. I do it once a month. The other lady on the other side, she had three kids at home and she's like, we just cannot afford a fourth. This is like, we're older. We did not expect this. And I don't, I can't do this. And thank God she ended up walking out. She was like, I can't do this. We, I can't do this. So she left. And then all I remember is like, you go in this room and it's a male doctor. Looks like someone from like, he's a plastic surgeon or something. And the little female nurses and she was rubbing my legs going, Oh, you have such nice legs. Weird. (laughs) What the hell? Here we go. And then she's like, don't worry. You're going to go to sleep and you wake up and it's all over. And literally you go to sleep and you wake up and you're in the recovery room, like 20 other women. And everyone's just kind of like drogging, like not even know where we are. And then I couldn't drive home. You had to pick me up. I think mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Did you pick me up? I really do not even know. I don't remember. I don't, remember. I don't know. Man, that'd be I just cool. remember. It'd be kind of cool to talk to the kid of the lady that walked I know. out, man. I know. Those picketers had like, <laughs> if that was like the last thing she mm-hmm. remembered, she was so scared and, that's and she was her mind. She's like, I can't do this. Right. I think he was. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's and that was probably the scariest moment of my life, and the most like where you feel like a piece of shit. Hmm. That's that's a tough decision. I I can't. It's a horrible. It's a horrible moment, and I really felt like I was completely responsible for the choice that we made, and. 
I'm like, I've just broken a, a person that was already, I mean, I've shattered a person that was already broken. And then we go. For, we never even talked about it. No, though, ever. It was never said one word about just it. Got just deleted. Yep. Like it didn't happen. Keep going. Let's it, go on. Yeah. We moved forward a f- few months later and we were pregnant again. So I had the abortion at nine weeks because they wouldn't let you. Sorry. I think I called when I knew. It. So I was like six or seven weeks pregnant and they said, you can't come in until you're nine weeks. I don't know why. So at nine weeks is when they would do the abortion. And so this pregnancy, exactly nine weeks, I had the miscarriage. And, and did you, I'm sorry, did you say that you, you went to have another abortion? No. So oh. now this time, I'm like, I'm not having an abortion again. But at nine weeks, I had a miscarriage. And so I oh. felt this was a punishment. Karma. Mm-hmm. And that I'm never going to be able to have kids. And this is you just felt, what I chose. You felt like God, that, that God mm-hmm. did that to you? You yes. felt... Mm. Like this is what happens when... So it was kind of like payback or you're not going to ever be able to have kids. You felt shame. Yes. And guilt. And, and so and then I had to go in again because not all of it came out. And had to do the whole process again mm. of getting everything out. And it was one of your soccer coach's mom's. And she's like, I, I can't, I won't say anything because it's confidentiality. Oh, she was actually. She was the lady who had to do the DNC on me. Somebody mm-hmm. I was connected with. Yeah. And you had to tell her that you. Uh, at that point, she didn't know how to, this was just because I had a miscarriage. I had to get everything out. But she's like, I won't say anything. Right. But still knowing that they're unmarried. Yes. And, they're... and had, had oh, a miscarriage. Yeah. So then, Wait, oh, then, oh, then were you, were you coaching? Coach. He's the coach. Coaching where? I coached, I coached my own club. You oh. had nine year olds, like 15 okay. year olds. Nine to, yeah, nine yeah. to 17 year olds. 17. And I coached high school and ran camps and. Every, his whole life was soccer. Right. Everything. It was just about teaching kids and mentoring kids. And I, yeah, it was, it was just, none of it was good. None of it was right. And a couple months later, get pregnant again. Do you think we learned For our the lesson? Third, the third time. Third time in like two months. This yes. time, this is Christian. Yes. It's really just fascinating. You know, it's weird that sperm in an egg meeting. <laughs> well, I still don't even know why we kept, how we did And it's weird because it's like, I don't remember... Having like, sex we, at all. No, I do, but don't we, didn't we, like, <laughs> learn our lesson the first freaking time? Like, how is this still happening? And I remember yeah. thinking, what the heck? How is this happening? Two people in the same what room the that are both attracted to but each we, other. I, we're using protection. darts. I think. It all started with the darts. <laughs> Jeff's like, bullseye again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, no. so, so now, did those, those two things, though, the decision and then the miscarriage... Those are now weighing on oh, yeah. mind. My resentment towards him was... How, how was... No, go ahead, finish. Yeah. That's, I just... I didn't even she know it, you. but That's I had tons of resentment and anger, probably hate, but didn't know it, you know? It was just... Yeah. was there. But you, you, the I mean, it was focused on Because on to Jeff. me, it was all his fault. Right. Because he told me to do that. I mean, I was right. waiting. If he would have said, no, let's keep it, I would have... Okay. But that's what his, I waited for his response, and that's what his response was. 
So, Jeff, what did you think about the the miscarriage, Jeff? Did you have any? No, it was just honestly, it's a moment in time, and never did I know it was going through her head. I mean, women, they, I mean, men, we say stuff and we understand. Women, they don't say stuff, and women understand each other when they don't say stuff. And I, body language, and I'm like. I mean, I was so inept when it came to reading um, my wife, and I still... Picking up the signals? Well, well, right. That's a lifelong... I mean, right, it's a, it's a journey. But I didn't <laughs> say anything. I didn't tell any... I didn't even tell my best friends. I didn't tell... I actually didn't have any friends at this point. I Everybody stopped talking to me, but I didn't, but know I didn't that was, tell anybody. Yeah, so and I didn't know that me. was... But that's even worse. I not, not only did I not know what was going on, um, but... You know that you had so much pain. Yeah, you had nobody to tell, and you had so much pain. You felt probably like you were just in a prison. And could you have told people, like, if you had a relationship, if you had a small group of friends where there was complete trust, could you have? Yeah, I mean, I still, I mean, my best friend, who I, she's still my best friend, and she's the one I tried to hook Jeff up with at the beginning. (laughs) She's married now and has kids, but. I could have told her. I don't know why I didn't. I think I felt so much shame that I didn't want anyone to know that I did that. It was something I wanted to hide because then I could still look like that perfect person on the out. And I was super good at showing that. Like, my parents had no idea any of this happened. She hid it for years. Years. <laughs> years. <laughs> Many years. I mean, up until three years ago was the very, very first time I shared with anybody besides Jeff. And that was such a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders. 